We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I swear, I, I don't know that I can take it anymore. Really. She walks in with the gun. She does this. She does that. Is this a biological male or a biological female? Can anybody just be honest anymore? Can anybody in the media be honest about what we're dealing with? I can't worry about this person's feelings, whether they're dead or alive, if they're going to be a mass shooter. So, you know, I I just don't understand what kind of a society we're living in where we cannot be honest about a basic fact. And I'm looking at these stories like the Daily Mail, female shooter. Okay, why do you say that? Female shooter. Are you trying to make a point here? Is it George Orwell running every newsroom in America? Is this a male or a female? It's like if, if you're going to lie to me about something so freaking basic, then I, I have to conclude you will lie to me about other things. I mean, I'm not looking to go get in a fight with somebody. If you, if you are an effeminate male or you have in your head that you're a woman, I, you know, even as a gay guy myself, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's not my thing. But I'm not going to be mean to you. Just the other day I was having lunch and there was a trans woman, so a biological male who was clearly dressed as a woman who was the server. And I'm thinking, well, I hope they don't listen to the show because I'm really not. I'm just here for lunch. I'm not looking for a problem. And it was fine. It was fine. I assume they didn't spit in my food or anything. I don't think they knew I was with the radio. It's fine. I'm not trying to be mean to people. I don't want to be rude to anybody. But I, I, I just got to tell you, the truth does matter. The truth matters. And this is one of those things where it's really not your truth and my truth. It's just fact. You are either a biological male or you're a biological female. And your feelings, um, normally I can work with people's feelings. But if you, just, if you just walked in threatening to shoot up a bunch of people in a church, to hell with your feelings. I'm, I, but yet everybody is bending over backwards to try to placate this dead person, this dead killer, over their gender choice. Why? Why are we doing that? Do you think that makes you a smarter person, a more informed, intelligent person, a more moral person? No, it makes you a fool is what it makes you if that's what you're doing. And if you're a reporter or an editor and you're doing it, you are a liar, too. Which to me is a disqualifier in this industry. So I just, I don't understand why everybody in this entire society has been rolled to the point where they think this is acceptable. It is not acceptable. And how is it, please somebody explain to me, how it is that I am the gay guy, 53 years old, out of the closet since I was in my early 20s, and I'm the one who's outraged. How is that possible? And everybody else is sitting there with their 
I, I, you know, just sitting there silent, acting like this is okay. It's not okay. The truth must matter in a free society, in a decent society. Why is that not a part of this discussion? Because it really isn't debatable. I, I, I mean, all morning long, I'm hearing this, this garbage, these lies being told, and I'm supposed to just pretend that it's all okay? I'm sorry. I grew up. I've been a journalist for how many years? I've been a comms director for how many years? Do you know how many reporters have called me and said, now, John, is this actually factually correct? Hold on. You said the plane left at 7.36 p.m., and it actually left at 8.01. Oh, I'm sorry. I... I was looking at the wrong line. No, you were trying to deceive me. I mean, I've put up with stuff like that my entire life. Innocent mistakes, almost being criminalized. And yet we're going to tolerate this stuff? Hell no. Hell no. Sorry if that hurts your feelings. I'm the nicest person on this planet. But I do have some basic standards about when you lie to my face. Not putting up with it anymore. All right. I mean, I didn't really expect to go down that road, but I just can't take it. <laughs> you know, again, we let's just be honest with each other about everything, if that's possible, and then stay out of the things that we don't need to get into. That's that's the other component of this. All right, it is eight ten on this uh, February thirteenth. It's a Tuesday. It's twenty twenty four. I'm John Reed. If you want to write an ugly letter to the station, what do I always say? Just spell my name right: R E I D. And get my gender right too. Okay, in case that's in question. Uh, we are glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. And there has been a bubbling issue for the last several months that I'm glad people are aware of. It's this tax issue in the city of Richmond as it relates to um, restaurants. And, you know, the restaurants have to pay the tax. And when you pay the tax is key. You know, if you've ever run your own business, you have to prepay your taxes. Oh, my God, that's a. Uh, daunting task. Am I estimating correctly? I don't want to get fined. Well, when it comes to restaurant taxes, you got to pay the tax. And if you underpay and you're unaware you're underpaying, you wind up with a fine that can compound so quickly that it's worse than the tax liability you had. And it's killing a lot of the restaurateurs in Richmond. And, you know, let's be honest, that's one of the few things that's bringing people to Richmond is these amazing restaurants. Mike Byrne is the uh, director of the Virginia Restaurant Association, and Mike is with us to talk about the uh, meals tax. And, Mike, bring me up to date on what happened with the Richmond City Council last night. Did they solve this problem to your um, – <laughs> um, you, you approve of the solution? And good morning. Good morning. Um, well, it's not, a, it's not a solution to the problem. It's like if you have a leaky roof – and you put a tarp on it, you may stop the bleeding or the water for a minute, but you haven't solved the problem long nice. term. Okay. So the, the, the problem has been going on for seven years uh, that I know of, back to 2017. And uh, the auditor's report, the city's own auditor's report, pretty much laid it out when they said in April of 2023, so this was almost a year ago, mm-hmm. quote, while this process provides information to business owners, accounts are not recorded timely. Therefore, incomplete information may be provided. Additionally, businesses' owners are not provided with balanced details, such as tax periods, tax types, penalties, and interest amounts. So this isn't something that just came up two months ago. Yeah. It came up two months ago because somebody finally said, stop. 
right, and decided that it was worth the risk to to take it public. So the the yeah, the council it cost him seventy thousand dollars to take it public. Oh, so it, then, the the Times Dispatch says the Richmond City Council voted unanimously last night, Monday night, to change how the finance department collects the taxes and and to make the tax bills, the listings of what is owed and what's been paid, uh, readily accessible to restaurateurs, I, I, I guess. That's how I'm reading it. So that doesn't fix it. Well, no. I mean, uh, by my calculations, from just the restaurants that have come to me, which is about 60, I have 35 stories, and the total is about $2 million. Mm. And that's just penalty and interest. And it's a moving target. We don't know what it is. And that's been part of the problem. It's not just transparency. It's incorrect information, incorrect advice, telling people that they don't have to pay meals tax on to-go food, telling another brewery didn't have to pay meals tax on draft beer. So they don't collect it. Nine months go by, a year. Then they say, oh, we made a mistake. Uh, You do owe it. And we compounded penalty and interest which is accruing at 10% both a month, which is 120% a year. God. I mean, it is worse than than the worst credit card situation for somebody who's running a business. It makes the title place on, you know, wherever look good. Yeah. Uh, So when when I'm reading the story in the Times-Dispatch, I see that at least there is an effort to standardize this perhaps and to allow the restaurateurs to look online and see in, in a contemporary sense what the numbers are but i'm scroll i've I've, look, I've read the story twice this morning and it doesn't sound like there's a refund or a grace period or a wiping away of the bill am i missing that is 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 that happening no, no you're not missing it but it, it, that's not that's the second part of it okay the, the first part of it is the finance department, by its own admission, is understaffed. I had something called a bucket story. And it's one of the stories that was emailed to me from a restaurant. And the guy owns a, m- multiple restaurants in the Richmond area. And uh, he went to pay a bill. And he, he said, I, I paid this meal tax. And I said, well, we don't have it recorded. And the woman behind the counter said, well, let me, let me check the bucket. And she went back and actually found the check in a bucket. Oh. God. So we're talking about not just antiquated systems, but and and understaffed, but communication, which is, you know, w- one of my stories. A guy he had a bill up of four hundred twenty six thousand dollars, four hundred twenty four thousand dollars, and they couldn't tell him when it was for, and and specifically what months it was for. Hmm. And then they said no. After a while, it's only three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. Now it's ninety thousand dollars. Wow. So this move so this moves all over the place. I have, you know, uh I consult with a bunch of restaurants mm-hmm. and I brought CPAs into this because I needed some some guidance. And the CPAs, this one company, they represent forty restaurants in, in this area, said, you know, uh we're not getting business licenses because they're they're not available online. So when they say they're fixing things online, they don't have an online system that works they can't tell you what the amount is by their own admission through their own audit so the that has to be corrected then we get to the second half which is uh 
refunding people's penalty and interest when you can't even tell them what it's for, when it was for. So I called municipalities around the state that have meals tax, and I said, how do you handle this? We send out one notice if they're delinquent, and we send out a second notice, and then we call them. And generally, that solves the problem. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Richmond's been doing. No, by their own admission, they stopped during COVID, and they, they didn't really pick it up again. And then they were also told by the mayor that there was going to be a, a moratorium on meals tax for a few months mm-hmm. so people didn't pay it. And then they were told, well, yeah, you, you, you need to pay it, and penalty and interest is accrued. So one guy's bill went from $800 to 68000 Oh, my God. Well, here's what I don't understand, Mike. Um, look, I'm not in. I'm not in the business of giving Lavar Stoney good political vi- advice. But if he was a Republican, I would say, "Hey, Lavar, this is your opportunity to look like a hero. You've screwed everything up for seven years, but you could go out with a real win if you get this guy, Mike Byrne, who's the director of the Virginia Restaurant Association, and your biggest critics in the room, and sit there for four hours." And listen to the stories, make notes, understand what the problem is, and then you and Lincoln, whatever his name is, who runs the city on behalf of the mayor, fix it. Just fix it. Get, I, I, you know, make the administrative changes, and then go to the city council. And if you ever had to twist arms, get these guys to refund the money, do whatever it takes to fix it, because it's unfair, obviously. And I would think that he would really be motivated to do that since he thinks he should run for governor. What is the problem here? Why is that not the solution? Sometimes denial is is a solution. Oh, okay. Hmm. And and in this particular case, city council, uh, they put an ordinance in. Mayor Stoney was part of that ordinance. But they've known about this. It's been going on uh, on my watch. I've been running restaurants for 35 years in Mm -hmm. Richmond. and I've never seen a problem like this. But it's all compounded just in the last seven yeah. years more than any other time. Now, COVID played a little bit of a role in that. I'm sure. From, from 2020-21. But right. we're, we're going back to 17. Uh, I've got restaurants that um, have been fighting their battles for five years. Well, it's just a sick situation since really the restaurant scene is probably one of the biggest reasons that somebody would come down from dc or from new york you know when you have guests in this is what you sell people on and it i think that's in jeopardy it's also one of the biggest employers in the state yes right let alone the the, you know uh uh the city of richmond you know the common thread is not the 7.5 percent meals tax which is one of the highest in the united states but when you take the seven and a half percent that we collect on the city's behalf, and then we write a check for it every month, and then they say, "Well, uh, you're behind, so right. there's penalty and interest, and it's accruing." But we're not going to notify you. And now they're saying they're going to fix it. Okay, the ordinance changes it, the direction, and it says you can pay it for when you allocate the payment. It's bad. So the payment well, is from March. Mike, I really, I got to run, but I appreciate you being here and please stay in touch so we can see if someone does swoop in like Superman and fix this for the people who are uh, delivering for our, um, our city. Mike Byrne from the uh, Virginia Restaurant Association. Thank you. And I do got to run. It's 820. I'll be right back here on News Radio WRVA.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.